If you have a Bible today, I want to invite you to find the book of Luke, the book of Luke, and we're going to be in chapter 4. All right, Luke is the third book of the New Testament. The New Testament is the second half of your Bible. It starts with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. Uh, the life of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, the death, and then, of course, the resurrection of Jesus. Those are what the Gospels are all about. That's where we're going to be, the third book, the book of Luke. Find chapter 4. We're going to get to that in just a minute. And this morning, we're going to be talking about prayer and fasting and we just sang a song a minute ago. This is not in my notes, but it just hit me so hard. Uh, we were singing this song, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. And I think of when I'm fasting, it's like God is going to do something. There's going to be a victory. And then it was awesome. The very next line of that song is, uh, how's it go? Like, you took what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good. Like, not eating food seems evil to me, but God can turn it for good. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to, this whole week, we're fasting as a church family. And you might be asking, why in the name of all that is holy would I do something like not eat food when it's so good? Well, here's why. Because next Sunday, a week from today, we are, we're going to start unveiling this new vision that we've been talking about. And we believe that God has um, something big for us to move into, to move his kingdom forward. It's a big vision, and it may be a bit daunting because we're going to ask you as church family members to be a part of this and to sacrifice and to pray about what God wants your part to be in this. And so it might be a little bit scary, but it's excited um, as, as, as we move forward with this. With that in mind, we want to do everything in our power as a church family, to be prepared, to be prepared as individuals and as a church collectively. And part of that preparation started months ago, months ago, as, as we've been talking about over the whole fall, we've been talking about that sermon series, Stuck. Remember that? You, you have to remember that if you've been here. It was 13 weeks long. And we've been talking about this idea of being stuck, of these things that have been holding us back, that it's hard to move forward with God when we have certain things that we are stuck in. That was very intentional, that whole fall sermon series. We, we were talking about that so that we could start to get unstuck from some of those things so that when we unveiled this vision here in January, we'd be ready to move forward. Does that make sense? So, so if you missed any of those messages... They are binge-worthy, all right? They're good messages. So maybe this week while you're fasting, you go onto our website and you watch like the best new show on television, uh, which is our sermon series. It's not really on television. But seriously, go to our website, check out those series. If you missed any of them, there's some of those things in there that many of us are stuck in. And I believe if you, you hear the word of God in, in, in that area of your life, you can be ready to move forward. So that, that was the first part. We started that preparation months ago. And the other part of the preparation for this upcoming vision is happening this week with the prayer and the fasting that we will be doing. And, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. How does fasting help us be prepared? So I want to start by um, taking a look at what the Word of God says about this topic of fasting and how it helps. So we're going to read Luke chapter 4. Would you stand with me out of respect for God's Word as we do that? Luke chapter 4, starting right away in verse 1. All right, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, 
This is right after he was baptized. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. That's like the understatement of the century, right? Uh, Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it to all I will give it all to you if you worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Then Jesus returned, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Let's pray. God, we we're excited for this vision and this mission that you have entrusted us with, and and we're excited to hear about it next week. But before we do, we want to be ready. We want to be ready for it. So so today. Um, speak to us. This whole week as we fast, we need you to speak to us and work in us. But right now, help us to understand this idea of fasting more and help us to see why it is something that you expect from your followers and how it changes people. And we pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. All right, so our scripture tells us that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit's power, okay? Now, to be filled with something, you had to have room for something to be added, right? If you had a cup of water and it was full, you can't fill it more. It's full. So, going into next week, um, where we are going to be hearing this new vision and moving forward in it, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit as much as possible. That's my, my wish for you, that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit and be ready for this vision. But to be filled with something, you need to have room first. And so that is why we're talking about fasting today. Uh, And this is the bottom line that I want you to get that we're going to talk about over the next 20, 25 minutes. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, Remember this. Fasting empties us to make room for God. Fasting empties us to make room for God. Okay, now fasting does many things. We're going to talk about this idea of fasting today. Fasting empties us to make room for God. And some of you are thinking, duh, fasting empties you. It empties my stomach. Right, yes, but fasting doesn't just empty our bellies. It helps us see that earthly things, physical things, are not what we need. And and sure, we need certain things to survive physically, food, water, all those kinds of things, right? But if you're just living for worldly things, if you're just surviving, you're missing it. You're missing it. There's more to life than just material things. Let me explain this, okay? So our empty stomachs, 
uh, as we fast can be a picture to us, a symbol, maybe even a reminder of a much bigger issue. See, we focus so much on the physical stuff so many times in our lives, and food, shelter, entertainment, luxuries, and actually it it makes complete sense that we do focus on those things for two different reasons, actually, and I want to share these quick. Um, First of all, it's, it's what's easiest to see. Right? These physical things are what is easy for us to see. It's not nearly as easy to see our spiritual needs. Sure, those of us who know God and, and are close to God, we can see that many needs and, and problems in this world stem from a bigger spiritual need. Like Many of us know that. But those are unseen things. Scripture even tells us they're unseen. Ephesians 6, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So, so yeah, it's, it's hard to see that our needs are spiritual sometimes because those things are unseen. They're, they're hard to pinpoint. They're hard to see sometimes. The second reason that we focus so much on the physical stuff um, is because we have it in abundance here. We really do. We have so much in America You ask anyone who's gone on a missions trip to an impoverished country and they will tell you, I am amazed at how how someone with so little can survive and live and sometimes even be happy. And the crazy thing is, because they have so little, they don't have very much available to them even, it's not an option, so they don't focus on the material things nearly as much as those of us who have all of these things available to us. But we do. We focus on this. We have rooms full of clothes. We have rooms full of food, right? We have closets. We have pantries. We have refrigerators. We have that extra giant freezer out in the garage that has even more food in it. Like This kind of stuff is great for us, right? But sometimes it's not. Sometimes we can focus so much on the physical things. And the bigger issue that our empty stomachs are hopefully becoming a symbol of as we fast is the principle of emptying ourselves of our worldly desires to make room for God. When we fast, we're not just saying, I'm willing to sacrifice for you, Jesus. Although that should be a part of it, okay? We're not just saying, you're more important than food, although that should be a part of it as well. What we want to be doing while we fast is coming to the understanding or even reminding ourselves that what we fill ourselves, is really, what we fill ourselves with is really not that important. What is important is what we allow God to fill us with. Okay, Through this realization, hopefully, as we start thinking about, like, okay, it's more important what God fills me with than what I fill myself with, hopefully we start to reflect on our lives, right? That should be the, the, the obvious next step. We should start to reflect on our lives. We take this personal inventory of what we are filling ourselves with, our time, what we're filling our minds with, all of these things. And, of course, as we do this inventory, every single one of us is going to find things that we probably shouldn't be spending any time on, or for sure as much time on. Every single one of us has something that we spend too much time on. So during our fast, I want us to be praying. 
and looking for things that may maybe need to take more of a back seat to the things of God. Maybe we take these things that used to take a lot of our time, a lot of our mind space, and we put them on the back burner to, to fill ourselves with other things. So I want to give you three things right now, three things to be emptied of. Okay, so while we're fasting, here's three things that can get you started that you might want to start thinking, I need to empty myself of these things. Okay, first one is this, my past, our past. Many of us have things in our past that are holding us back. Things, um, you know, maybe someone hurt us. Maybe we still have baggage from that. Maybe we have unforgiveness or fear or anger that is holding us back because of something that has happened to us in the past or something that we have done in the past. Uh, And of course, we talked about this at length in that sermon series that I talked about a little bit ago, that stuck sermon series. We talked a lot about our past and how we can get stuck in our past. So to move on to what God has for us, sometimes we need to move past the past. During your fasting this week, with this idea of your past, I want you to ask this question. Is there anything from my past that I need to be emptied of? Is there anything in there that I need to be emptied of? I need to let go. So the first thing to be emptied of is our past. The second thing that I want you to think about um, as you're you're fasting, the second thing we need to empty ourselves of is our plans. So we have our past, we have our plans. See, we, we spend so much time planning things I know I do. I like to know what's happening. I like to know, like to be in control. We have calendars and agendas and itineraries and lineups and planners and timelines. Seriously, think about that. That's crazy how many things, how many objects we use to plan. We even plan for things that we're not sure that are even going to happen. And some of you are like, I don't do that. Really, really. Have you ever ran a conversation over in your head? Okay, like so-and-so wants to sit down and talk with me. I have no idea what it's about, but it's probably about this. And so if she brings this up, this is what I'm going to say, right? You've done this. This is what I'm going to say. And then she's probably going to respond by saying this. And then I'm going to say, well, but, right, we do this. And then you sit down and the person's like, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good. What's up? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to hang out. Like, all that planning. We plan for things that don't even happen. Now, don't get me wrong. Planning is not a bad thing, okay? Planning is not a bad thing. But if you are making your plans without consulting God, and you're not willing to let God touch your plans, because this is the plan that I made, and I have it all figured out, and no one is going to change my mind, well, then, Houston, we have a problem, right? That's not okay. We need to give God a part in our decision, All of our decision-making should be run by God, right? He should be the first, he should have the first say, and he should have the last say, and of course, he should be a part of the in-between parts as well. You know, your plan might be to go to college, to be a nurse, and work in Maple Grove, where it's close enough to the cities to do fun stuff, but not too close to the cities where it's really crazy, right? You have this plan, but what if God wants something totally different for you? You may be in the middle of a career that you love, or maybe you hate, or whatever it is, but maybe God is speaking to you about leaving, leaving it all and becoming a missionary. Does God have permission to empty you 
of your plans and give you his own plans. And check this out. Maybe God doesn't want to change your plans. Okay, maybe he doesn't want to change the plan that's going on right now. But it comes down to your heart, all right? Will you lay your plans at his feet and let him do whatever he wants with them? Because he might say, hey, the way you're going, that's great. But are you holding on to that? Is that more important than what God has for you? So during your fasting this week, I want you to ask the question, is there anything that I have planned for me or my family that I need to be emptied of? Is there anything that I have that I'm holding on to that I'm not willing to let God tweak or completely throw out the window? So, first thing we need to be empty of is our past. Second thing, our plans. And the third thing is pride. Pride. This one. This one is like the complete opposite of being empty. Right? Pride. We say it like this. That person is so full of themselves. It's the opposite of being empty. And so as we're fasting and want to empty ourselves, pride is something that we have, have to look at. And pride... Pride isn't always looking at ourselves as too good, right? We think, man, that person is so cocky. He's so prideful. Sure, sure, but pride can be focusing on ourselves in a negative way too. Woe is me. I'm no good. No one cares about me. Do you notice it's, it's still all about me? Pride is making everything about me. Our lives are supposed to be about God and helping others make their lives about God. And it's pretty hard to focus on God and to focus on others when we are always focused on ourselves. And so during our fasting this week, maybe ask the question, is there any pride in my life that I need to be emptied of? Is there anything in my life that I am just focused on me? Is there situations, circumstances, different things that when they come up, all of a sudden the the spotlight goes right here. And I focus on myself. All right. Then, going at, then after going through this personal inventory, these three things, hopefully we start the emptying process, right? As we're praying throughout this time of fasting, we're going to start having things pointed out to us. Different areas of pride and planning and, and, and all of these things. Um, and I think at that point, that's when hopefully we start to say, okay, now... Now that I know them, I need to start emptying myself. Hopefully we start limiting the things that we found or, or removing those things from our lives completely. And you might be asking, like, but do I need to, like, empty all of my worldly desires? That's totally up to you, right? Could I leave, could I, could I keep most of the worldly things in my life and just get rid of some of them so I have some room for God to fill me? You know, like the cup's like this and I'm going to fill the top quarter. Is that, is that okay? Can I leave some of it in there? Again, totally up to you. As for me, I want to be filled with God as much as I possibly can. And I hope you have the same attitude. I want to be filled with God as much as I can. Am I always perfect at it? Absolutely. Not, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) But I want to make as much room for God as I can. I want to empty myself of as much as, one of my favorite prayers over the last year, for some reason, as I'm praying, I just walk around and pray and just say, less of me, more of you. 
less of me, more of you, right? First John, less of me, more of you. That's one purpose of fasting. It's emptying yourself before God. But emptying yourself is not enough, okay? Fasting and just getting everything out, that's not enough. Plenty of people walk around empty every day, empty of love, empty of joy, empty of perfect. That's miserable, That's not a fun way to live. It's not just enough to empty yourself of everything because you'll end up miserable. As we empty ourselves, we have to be filled by God. As we empty ourselves, we need to be filled by God. And so again, I'm going to give you three things this time, three things to be filled of during your fast, things that you can be filled by as you are going through your fast. The first one is this, be filled with power. Be filled with power. Jesus returned from his time of fasting filled with what? Power. Power from where? Power from the Holy Spirit is what our verses tell us. So there's this this amazing promise in the New Testament that's talked about in Luke chapter 11, Acts 1, Acts 2, and many other places. It's a gift from God. Okay? It's this gift from God. It's what's known as the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I want to just show you a few verses here, okay? So Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13 say, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts? No, no, that's not what it says. That's what we think about. It says, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power. There's our word. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. Acts chapter 2, 38 and 39 says, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all those who far off. This promise is still for us today. This gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but if God has a gift for me, and that gift gives me more power to follow him and to help others follow him, I want it. Hello? If God came up to me with this beautiful present, this gift, and says, here, this is for you, ah, that's okay. I'm good. Right? That, that's kind of silly. God has this gift for us, this gift that gives us power. And so during your fasting this week, I want to challenge you this. Read more scripture about the Holy Spirit and pray for God to fill you. Pray for God to fill you with that power. God, I want more power to resist temptation like Jesus did when he was fasting. I want more power to, the, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit reminds us of what Jesus has taught us. I want more, more uh, power to remember your word and to remember how to live for you. I want more power to share my faith, to share your good news with the people around me. Why wouldn't we want that? I want more power. Fill me. So the first thing we need to be filled with is power. The second thing to be filled with is God's word. Now, before you say it, I know it doesn't start with a P. I'm very disappointed in myself. I had 
for, now we're this. Next one does go with, start with P, so I think the meatloaf song goes like five out of six ain't bad, right? Um, <laughs> close enough. Um, no, I, I honestly don't think I have to spend a whole lot of time on this one, right? It, it's pretty obvious that we should fill ourselves with as much of God's word as we possibly can. But let, let me just point this thing out to you right here. See, when Jesus was fasting, Satan came after him. Why? Because he believed Jesus was weak. He didn't eat for 40 days. How many of you know you'd be weak? Your mind even might be weak. When you fast this week, you could become weak. Your, your personality, right? We call it hangry, right? You could, you could become weak. The, your, your physical body, your mental, your mind might not be as sharp. And, and, and you'll be tempted in different ways throughout your fast. And when Satan comes at Jesus, he uses what? He uses scripture, uses scripture to resist him. Satan says, turn these rocks into bread. Jesus says, nope. Deuteronomy 8.3 says, Satan says, worship me. Jesus says, nope. Deuteronomy 6.13 says, Satan says, jump off this temple to prove to me you're the son of God. And and Jesus says, nope. Deuteronomy 6.16 says, Deuteronomy must be a really good book. All three times Jesus comes back, it's from Deuteronomy. But during your fast this week, increase the amount of, of time you spend in God's word. Okay? So, first thing, pray for God. Pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you with power. Second thing, increase the amount of time you spend in God's word. And the third thing to be filled with is prayer. Prayer. It's amazing. You hardly ever hear the word fasting by itself. Even in scripture, most of the time, it's, it's not just fasting, it's prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. It's always together. It, it's like this all throughout the Bible. In the, in the Old Testament, you have Nehemiah praying and fasting over his deep distress of, of the state that his country is in. There's Daniel who pleaded with God with prayer and fasting. You have David who prayed and fasted over his sick child. Esther asked all the Jews to pray and fast before she went to meet with the king so she wouldn't be killed by the king. She would have favor with the king, prayer and fast. In the New Testament, we have the prophetess Anna. Her job was to be in the temple day and night. And what did she do? She prayed and fasted in the temple. The church at Antioch, they prayed and fasted to know if they should commission Saul and Barnabas, and they send them out. And then Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew that certain demons only come out with what? Prayer and fasting. Like it comes up all over this place. Fasting along with prayer, seems to indicate like the sincerity of the people praying and the critical nature of the situation that they are in. I don't know about you, but I sincerely want more of God this next week. I sincerely want to give God, have God give me more power so that I can fulfill this vision that he has. I'm sincere about this. And I believe that this vision from God that we're moving into is critical. So the sincerity and the critical part of prayer and fasting that we see in Scripture, that absolutely applies to us over this next week. And so, man, during your fasting time this next week, increase the amount of time you spend in prayer. Music team, would you please come? So these three things, power, the Word of God, and prayer, these are some of the things that you can be doing and focusing on during your fast. Because fasting isn't just about not eating. 
okay? Fasting is more than just not eating. It's about filling that time that you would be eating with, with something that's going to bring you closer to God, with prayer, with reading the word, with asking for more of the Holy Spirit. It should, and it should, I think, even be more than not eating. During this time of fasting, if we just take the times that we're not eating and we fill those times with God, I think we're missing out. I think there's other times that we can add prayer and Bible reading to it. Like, right, like, get rid of social media for the week. Stop, get rid of Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, whatever you have. Get rid of that for this week. And that amount of time that you would normally spend doing those things, maybe fill that with prayer. Maybe fill that with reading the Bible. I have a, I have a great book. I actually just got it from the library on, on my phone that um, instead of watching my TV show in the evening or playing video games with my kids or whatever, I'm, I'm going to read through that book. It's all about Jesus, finding Jesus in the empty places. It's a really cool book. So I'm excited to fill my time and I would challenge you to figure out how to do that. Now here's what we're going to do for the rest of our time together. I want us to pray and, I, and then I want us to fill out this prayer and fasting card that you have in your hands. If you're online right now, um, you can go to our website. You can click on the fasting link right on the top menu. And there's an online, there's a digital form uh, card that you can fill out. So if you're watching online, you're not left out. You didn't miss the cards. You can go find it right now on our website. I want you to do this. A few quick points about this card, okay? First of all, please write your name on the card. All right, write your name on the card. We want to know who's, who's doing what. And then I want you to check the, how many days that you're going to fast, all right? And we'd like you to plan your fasting. I mentioned this earlier in the service, but I'd like you to plan your fasting to end on Sunday, if at all possible. Okay, so if you're going to fast four days, fast Thursday through Sunday, not Monday through Thursday. Okay, and the reason for that is we want everyone to end their fast on the same day at the same time, on Sunday. We have a prayer, special prayer meeting, 5 p.m. on Sunday. I want, we still want to pray th or fast through that time of prayer. And then at 6 p.m., we're going to have, I can say this because we're not fasting yet, we're going to have pulled pork and we're going to have good food. And then we want everybody who comes to just bring a, something to share, okay? But we're going to have the main dish. It's going to be awesome, a time of celebration, a time of not just because we get to eat, but because of what God has done through the fast. And so try to end your time on Sunday and we want, I want you to fill out the card and I want you to take a picture of that card, okay? Because we, we actually want the cards. And the reason is, is as a pastoral staff, we want to know where our people are at in this area of fasting. Now listen, we're not going to judge you and be like, wow, Jimmy's fasting for seven days, but Susie, she's only doing two days, okay? That's not why. We just wanna see what works, what works for our people and where we're at with this idea. And because maybe next, next year, like if everybody's like, I'm fasting seven days, maybe we're like, hey, we're gonna do 10 days next year. Or maybe we need to back it off and shoot for five days or whatever that looks like. So we want you to turn it in. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna have um, ushers, if you could do this for me, just grab a bucket and just put it on each table back there. So as you leave the sanctuary, you'll be able to drop your card in that offering bucket. Now, over, oh, sorry, one last thing on that card. If you are gonna come on that Sunday, we wanna know, we just wanna be able to plan for the prayer service 
and for the food. So just mark on there if, uh, if you're going to be coming next Sunday. But over the next few minutes, we're, we usually take this time and we sing a song. But what we're going to do is we're just going to have music team play in the background for right now for like the next three to five minutes. And if you need to take a minute or two and just pray after what we've heard this morning, after the word of God has spoken to us, pray, God, how much do you want me to fast? What do you want me to fast? When do you want me to fast? Pray about it for a couple minutes and then fill out that card and then just hang on to it. Don't head out the door yet. We're gonna get back together and pray one more time. So for the next three to five minutes, I want you right where you're at to just focus on God and fill out that, fill out that card how he wants you to do that. All right, let's do that now. fasting. My prayer is that you would show us the things in our lives that we need to be emptied, things we need to be emptied of, and the things to fill us back up. Pray that you speak to us like never, never before. Make your word come alive in our hearts and in our minds, and fill us with your power through your Holy Spirit over this next week. We want more of you. We want to move in your direction. We want to be ready to hear from you, to be used by you. I just pray that you would make this like the most amazing week of our lives up until this point. Do something massive. Do something spectacular. Change our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name. Now maybe this morning, as you heard this message of, or maybe you were moved 
during the music, you felt God in, in such a real way. You know, Jesus wants you to know that you are loved. You are more than anything. He wants you to know that you can be saved from your sins. You can be made right with him, not through your good deeds, but by him dying on the cross. That's the, the gospel, that's the good news, that's Jesus' story. And if you're not sure that you have that relationship with Jesus, if you're not sure of that today, you can make that decision right now. Jesus wants to just have all of you. He wants to be a part of what you're doing. So I'd like everybody here to just bow your head, close your eyes for a time of privacy, reflection, and I wanna ask you this. If you aren't sure that you're right with God through having a relationship with Him, you've never started that, and you, and you wanna start that relationship with Him today, what I want you to do is I just want you to raise your hand so I can pray with you. All right, so if that's you in this place and you're saying, you know, I, I, have, I don't have this relationship with God, but I wanna start moving in that direction today, go ahead and raise your hand so I can pray with you. And if you're online right now, you can do this as well. There's a link for you to click in the description. It says, I wanna start following Jesus. Man, click that out, or click that. And, and I believe that, that God is gonna do something. And we, we wanna communicate with you. We wanna follow up with you, so please. Just one more minute here. Is there anybody here who says, that's me? I wanna start that today. Okay, here's what I wanna do, church. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray this prayer, and it's not like magic words. You say these words and you're saved. That's, that, of course, is a heart issue. So if you are praying this for the very first time and you want to start this relationship, whether you're here, whether you're online, man, pray this with all of your heart. So let's pray this. God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Jesus, I believe that you are my Savior. Please forgive me of my sins and help me to live for you. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate that together, can we? That's awesome. For those that made a decision, man, that is like changing eternity. Now, may you be emptied of the world and filled with the Lord as you fast this week. Make sure to drop your card in one of the bu uh, buckets on your way out. Thank you for being here. Have a great week. God bless you.